Hi, I'm Rachel. And I'm Matt. Welcome to the Strange and Beautiful Book Club. You know what we don't say anymore? Welcome back, friends. Welcome back. Welcome back. It's time for another episode, a book episode. We're going to be talking about The Unknown Best, book one, by Matt Wilkening. This was a special request from the author. Yeah. He asked us to read it and review it a criminally long time ago, and I deeply apologize, Matt, but I think this year I'm going to issue a cutoff for reviews at November 1st. If you get it to me after November 1st, you will not get a review. All bets are off. All bets are off. You will not get one until February. Sorry. We have children and a lot of very nosy, very involved family. So basically the holidays start November 1st and they don't end until like Febu- midway through February when both of our kids' birthdays are over. In fact, sometimes that lasts all of February. It's it's, it's a, thing. a lot. It's a lot. It's exhausting every year. But here we are. We read it and I actually really enjoyed it. And I wanted to talk about it. Uh, Matt did not get a chance to read it. So he's our audience stand in today. Woohoo! <laughs> he works a full time job or whatever. I don't know. I've been trying to get him to quit for years, but he seems to enjoy doing it. And we enjoy eating. So I don't know. <laughs> just keep, I guess I'll just keep doing that. Priorities. <laughs> Um, but I did read it. I read the whole thing and I enjoyed it. And I'm probably going to go on and read. It's actually a trilogy. So there's a book two and a book three, um, all of which are available on Amazon. I read the ebook. Um, so let me give you a basic idea of the premise. And the main character, Michael Melbourne, who is referred to as Mike through most of the book, has a supernatural synesthesia. So he can smell causality. So like whenever, it kind of reminded me of, remember that book we read about um, the guy who could interpret statistics? Yes. Uh, Can I remember the name of that book? It was something demon. The premise, I guess the concept that they referenced in the book was Laplace's demon. Yeah. Which is uh, a a thought experiment that Laplace, the natural scientist slash philosopher, proposed a long time ago about determinism. And like, if you know all of the factors going into something, you can predict the outcome. And so in the book, this guy basically uh, could subconsciously track, um, track all the things and predict outcomes of events yeah i'm trying to see if i can and it started out as like oh seizures yes he's having seizures um okay so it's kind of like that guy improbable that sounds right improbable by adam fower 
kind of like that where there are no surprises. There are no secrets. There is nothing that he can't figure out because all he has to do is wait and he will smell the right outcome. And there are situations where he can smell nothing. And that is a situation where nothing that he does matters because nothing will change the like upcoming events. Okay. So it has made him a little bit of a psychopath because there are moments where no matter what he does, it will not change fate. And so he can do whatever he wants and hmm. frequently does. And kind of the most confusing part of the book is we don't really get a status quo for Mike. We just get Mike waking up in class one day as a young woman in the future. He wakes up as a girl named Sarah. And she has a couple of friends who are kind of our consistent characters. And they are Mary and Adele. And we actually meet a couple more characters, all of whom are really cool and engaging, especially as we move forward in the book. Um, the beginning is a little bit, and we're going to talk about this after I finish talking about the book. Um, there's a thing that happens in indie books that I've noticed. And that is that the beginning usually feels a little bit rushed. And so I kind of feel like we need to institute a 20% rule for indie, indie novels. I mean, a lot of independent publishers, a lot of people who are publishing their own book independently, they can't afford to drop thousands of dollars on an editor. And, oh, right. So it doesn't end up as polished. Right. And were I reading this on a fan fiction website, it wouldn't bother me in the slightest if the opening was rushed. So it's really unfair for me to be like, well, you put it on Amazon, so I'm going to need this to sound like a professionally published book. And sometimes they do. And sometimes they maybe rush the opening a little bit. And that's fine. It's okay. We need to have a, what did I say the other day? We need to have a bless them, honey, they tried. Like, where did that attitude go? Where did the, okay, I'm going to give a, you a, a chance. A good-natured version of bless them. Yeah, not not the southern bless them, but the like, uh, I appreciate that you tried, and I'm also going to put effort into this because I think it's going to pay off. And it does, because once we get through that opening 20%, which is largely set up, and we get Mike to where he's actually engaging in um, in the world around him, it gets a lot better it gets really funny and entertaining and um what he finds out is that in the future when he takes over this girl's body which i was fully expecting from the otherwise male tone of this novel for us to have a ooh i'm in a girl body section yeah uh we don't so whoa okay thank you, thank you matt i was i was like oh, he's going to play with his boobs like i'm just waiting for him to play with his boobs but he was like no where'd my dick go <laughs> <laughs> Oh, well, I had a hard time finding it half the time anyway. He was like, meh, whatever, it's fine. Now I'm a 16-year-old girl, I guess. And we kind of, I kind of wish we'd spent more time on him. Like, what the shit? How do I get out of this body? But instead he's like, well, this is new. Because he's really, really bored. Because his entire life is super predictable. And so when something new happens, it's like, okay, I'm here for the newness. Psychopath like, characters? Like Duke, uh, or... Like Worm Emperor Leto <laughs> is yes, always looking just, for new surprising things. Yeah, like, oh, look at that. A thing that I didn't know about. <laughs> yeah, he's basically prescient. And this is something about which he's still prescient as Sarah. He still has his ability to smell okay. causality. But he's in a new world. So that's entertaining. And there's Max, also entertaining. In fact, the um, the human race all lives in this one city. 
because the rest of the planet has been taken over by these other two races and it's fucking Starcraft. <laughs> it's Starcraft because there's humans. Oh, Terrans. Yeah, there's Terrans. Well, they're humans, but yeah. there's Terrans. And then there's a bug-like race that has a whole bunch of different variations that all have different tasks and stuff. And some of them are the warrior ones and some of them just explode. Which I'm almost positive there's units in Starcraft, like the uh, the Zerg. The Zerg, yeah. Have exploding units that yeah. run up and just blow up. <laughs> I remember because you can make two of them every time you have an egg because... Zerg have eggs instead of yeah anyway that's it's a Starcraft reference if you don't get it I deeply deeply feel bad for you go find old Star Trek Starcraft and just play it because it's like the funnest video game ever and I spent so long on Battle.net when I was younger and I don't really want to talk about it anymore and then there's the uh, the highly advanced uh, robot race the Protheans um Pro the Protoss. Protoss. Yeah. yeah, they use all the crystals and shit. My life for our. <laughs> um, yeah, the Protoss. You had to plant a crystal and then they could grow within the crystal. Yeah, so it's basically the Terrence, the Protoss, and the Zerg. And the Protoss are kind of at war with the Zerg, and the Zerg are kind of at war with everybody, and everybody's kind of at war with each other. And the humans have terrible leadership. And I mean, that's part of the joke is... If you just have enough people, you can just keep throwing them at the bad guys. Yeah. Except there's not a lot of people anymore. And there's a couple of really cool characters that he meets once he starts um, serving in the military. Because Adele and Mary decide they're going to go serve in the military because they're both genetically engineered humans in some way or shape or form. Mary is genetically engineered to be stronger and faster and just like a, a soldier. She's... She's genetically engineered to be a soldier. And Adele's genetically engineered to be, like, pale, unable to put on weight. Like. <laughs> <laughs> what? She's supposed to be aesthetic, right? Oh, turbucolic? I guess. She's supposed to be like, oh, I can be model pretty no matter what. In fact, she can't even eat regular food. She can only eat, like, nutrient crackers. Oh. Yeah. All right. And one of her eyes glows. It's a. Read the book. <laughs> um, and it's really interesting because through the course of the novel, Mike kind of finds his place as a mech driver, a mech person. Mm -hmm. We kind of forget he's a female in a male's body because everybody just starts calling him Mike after you a while. Oh, yeah, oh, exactly. Yeah. See? <laughs> and we get a couple little breadcrumbs of why, what might have happened to Sarah and why Mike is there now. But we don't get very many. I'm assuming this gets more important in the next book. Oh, right. It's a trilogy. It's yeah. a trilogy. Yeah. And um, Mary kind of finds her place. And then uh, she also, I, I don't want to spoil it because I want you guys to go read it. So just um, everybody ends up becoming a point of view character. So if you find Mike a little bit exhausting, don't worry. After a while, Mike is one of many point of view characters. That's why I'm saying get through the 20%. He's a fine character, but he's one of those characters. If the whole book was from his point of view, it'd be exhausting because psychopath characters are fun to visit. They are not fun to live in. Yeah. Yeah. And he's very much a psychopath because he knows these people are his friends. He knows these people are kind of there to be with him and to help him and that he enjoys having them around. But also he literally doesn't care what happens to them. 
because nothing matters. Nothing will change fate. So nothing matters. Um, yeah. So what I'm saying, I guess, is go get this book. It's available on Amazon. And I think, uh, you know, give indie books 20%. Like, give them 20. There's a lot of them are short. Even if they're not short, 20% isn't that huge of a commitment. Just throw 20% of your own effort into it. And generally, they hit their stride. Because I think I read another indie science fiction book at the same time as I read this one for like a book club. And it was the same. The first 20% was like, I don't know how this is going to go down. And then once we got through the first 20%, it was like, oh, okay. Like we finally, finally gotten through it. And yeah, yeah I'm not sure why that is. It's just, you know, you get excited about getting into your book, about writing the part you actually want to write, but the setup isn't always the fun bit. So of course you rush the setup. That's fine. I need to get you to read more independent novels, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Well, maybe I'll, maybe I'll read this one and then we can, oh, we can do have a trilogy. chat about the, the other books too. Yeah. I think that would be a lot of fun because I think I'd be interested. I want to know how Mike got where he got. I want to know. We get like, he finds a note and um, it mentions like flow. And then we hear something about flow later, but he doesn't connect the two. Because Mike is an enthusiastic character, but I wouldn't label him as an overly intelligent character. <laughs> so it's everyone around him that's sort of dragging him through life. Um, I believe Matt described this. He felt it had the same sort of humor as Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Not me, Matt. No, no, Other Matt, Matt. Matt, yeah, the author. This Matt happens Wilkening. at work a lot. <laughs> <laughs> There's... There are so many mats. It's your fault for being named like the number one name in the 80s. Yes. In, in 1984, the two most popular names were Matthew and Christopher. Yeah. It and looks I like, am Matthew and my twin brother is Christopher. It looks like the unknown best is all on Kindle Unlimited. So if you have Kindle Unlimited, you can just go check it out right now. Yeah. But everybody at work is like at least 10 years younger than me. So... It's not, it's not that. It's their parents' fault. It's not their <laughs> fault. They should have seen the writing on the wall and changed the name. Yeah. Of course, they're all probably like Matthew or Matasher or something. No, no. Um, I don't think we've gotten to the the unique the, the millennial names. kids, the kids of millennials. Yeah. Yeah. That ninety five percent of whom are Asher. Matt of our generation is Asher of the next generation. Then Alpha. Yeah. Yeah, and Gen Z. That and like the the in names, Gavin, Lofton, Landon, just to give three random examples. <laughs> Those are all my, my niece's previous boyfriends. I didn't mean to bring my niece into this. I am so sorry. Anyway, Matt Wilkening is who I'm talking about, the author of this book, okay. who very graciously has been super patient in waiting for us to read this. So reward his patience go check it out and read the whole thing um it was good and now that i know the other two on kindle unlimited i'll check them out and read them too they're not if you want to buy them they're only 4.99 and you're supporting an independent author so yeah that's the point of this podcast y'all are they only selling them on amazon i guess if it's on kindle unlimited kindle unlimited is an exclusive thing i think it's thing. an exclusive thing yeah if yeah. it's on there you can't sell it somewhere else so if you read it on Kindle Unlimited, make sure you 
you at least like thumb through all the pages because all the way they to the get end. yeah thumb yeah. through to the end, even if you didn't like want to finish it, because uh, they get the authors get paid based on completion, like how far people have read. Yeah. So if you're on your Kindle, make sure you go to the end of the book and synchronize your Kindle, uh, like read percentage. <clears throat> so then he gets paid. <laughs> get paid, y'all. Um, yeah, go check it out. It's funny. It's light. It's an easy read. Um, if you like Starcraft, you'll like all the races. Eventually, we meet a Protoss. They're the they have a different name. The <laughs> um, eventually, we meet one of them. You're avoiding spoilers. I, I am. Yeah, yeah. And they're funny, and they're not bad. They're like a interesting, funny character. And we find out everybody has a different way that they reproduce, and so we learn more about all each different race is this really interestingly developed. Um, I mean, they're not two dimensional races. He actually gives them some reason for doing what they're doing. They're not just like human bad, me kill human. It's like, well, here's why I do the things that I do, and um. Yeah, I think I'm just going to leave it at that. I don't want to spoil anything, so I don't want to go on for too long. But I do want to say, um, read more independent novels. Matt, I was like, Matt, have you read as many as me? And he was like, no. Would you like to tell them the reason why you feel like I've probably read more independent novels than you, Matthew? Don't smile at me. Say what you said to my face. Say it for the podcast. Well, romance smut books are... <laughs> Uh, make up a larger percentage of independently published books. Yeah. That's fair. So I've read a lot of those. Um, I've read a lot of those. Yeah. And it's the same thing. Get through the first 20%. I mean, if you bought this book, you would get through the first chapter. Like you would read the first yeah, chapter I'd, before I, making a decision. Uh, historically, I definitely give books like a third of the book. Most of the time, I just finish the book regardless. Even yeah. even if I wasn't enjoying it that much, I usually finish the book because I like the the completion. The, yeah, like I don't you know, like the, to finish. I like to finish. <laughs> Sorry, it's the smut. It's the smut. I can't help it. it changes your brain chemistry. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I just Not think a bad thing. we as a human race. As a, a a group of people who are connected on a level that we've never previously been connected before. We can't let negativity become the order of the day. We have to fight for that. Like we're all people and we're all trying to create cool shit. And then we're just trying to share that cool shit with people. And... Uh, just appreciate the work that goes into like that. He wrote a whole book. Y'all have you written a book? If you have, let us know. We'll probably review it, but he wrote a whole book. You owe him 20%. Just give it a good, give it a good shot. I mean, again, if like, there's a couple of really, there's a, there's a fan fiction story of Harry Potter called manacled, which is no kidding longer than some of the longest Harry Potter books. It is a full-ass novel. And people read the whole thing. That doesn't have an editor. That doesn't have spell checking. That doesn't have... And you read it and you don't criticize it in the way you criticize a published book because it's 
fan fiction. And I'm not saying that the unknown best is fan fiction. I'm just saying, don't forget that the people behind the words are still people. And sometimes keeping that in mind helps you go forward with the mindset of like, let me give them a shot. Mm -hmm. And I think that the prevalence of like book talk and bookstagram and the fact that it is becoming so over commercialized and so monetized, because if you don't think publishers like major publishing houses are using book talk and bookstagram to push the narrative of continuously reading only new published books. And then there's people who have like a copy they read and a copy for their shelf because you have to have it bookstagram perfect. And then they buy props to go with the book so you can take a picture of the book. And so it's this huge consumerist juggernaut. And that, and I'm so glad that reading has become something that we cherish as a society again. But you have to be so careful about being bought and sold, about your attention being bought and sold, about your regard being bought and sold. And so if they can feed you the narrative that only these major published novels that are super published, super polished, where the author was able to spend thousands and thousands of dollars on an editor, that those are the only ones worth your time. It's not true. Not necessarily. And, you know, just be aware of that. That's all I'm saying. If you want to be the type of person that only reads published novels, that's fine, too. But just know when you're being bought and sold, I guess. Yeah. Like, I've been seeing so much stuff about Spice World and the Spice Girls. Like, just a ton of memes and videos and nostalgia grabs and all kinds of stuff. In fact, Victoria Beckham was in a Super Bowl commercial with a shirt that was like something like uh, Beckham's wife or whatever. And he was like, weren't you in that group? And she was like, yeah, I was like Paprika or... It was a joke because she was, I think, Posh Spice, Victoria Beckham. Uh, sure. Yeah. If okay, you say honey. so. Well, anyway, uh, so like I like to look at those and then track when are we going to put that reboot out? Because clearly that's what we're going for. Because right, the, the marketing agencies are. Oh, they use memes. They, they are heavily into the meme streams. Yeah. And they're using they're using all the memes and social media and like influencers and funny gifts for marketing purposes. And which is fine. It's great marketing. It's word of mouth marketing. It's yeah. ground level. It's grassroots marketing, which, which is, I mean, it's the only grassroots marketing available anymore. And it's fine. That's not a conspiracy theory. If you look it up, it absolutely happens. But just be aware it happens. So not all hype is organic. Some hype is manufactured. And the more money you have, the more hype you can pay for. So sometimes the hype is worth it, and sometimes the hype was just expensive. Yeah. Yeah. So go find The Unknown Best by Matt Wilkening. It is on Kindle Unlimited on Amazon. You can buy it or check it out and read it and give him a read because he did a really good job, and I think you would all enjoy it. And I think we're just going to leave it at that. Until next time. Oh, I mean. <laughs> <laughs> so remember, sometimes the strangest things are the most beautiful, too. 
So be who you are and love what you love. Until next time, friends. Bye. Bye.